Hello, and welcome back to another conversation of Caring Connected Conversations with Sid and Ange. I know Sid made fun of me last week for me saying this, so I'm going to say it just intentionally this week. This is Ange chatting at you. (laughs) And I'm so excited to be here because this episode is going to be all about Sydney, as last week was all about me and where we are at in our lives, where we're going with our lives. And last week was a lot for me to share because I was coming from a place or being in an energetic place of excited, but also anxious and nervous. So I'm excited, really excited to see what energy Sydney's lying in because she's going to be sharing a lot around the feeling of self-judgment in and around her family. So without jumping into that, let's check in to see how Sid's doing, how she's feeling about to record this episode all about her. Welcome to Caring Connected Conversations. I'm Sydney, a spiritual mentor who guides and supports you to live in alignment by finding and owning your power. I'm Angie, a fitness and life coach, teaching you to love yourself unconditionally by staying accountable to your goals in fitness, food, life, and love. Sid and I are real-life BFFs and biz partners. Our deepest desire is to see you succeed in life by being willing and vulnerable to step out of your comfort zone. We're constantly learning from each other while also providing support through every breakdown and every breakthrough. Not every conversation is easy. It's the difficult ones that lead you to create deeper connections in your life. We want to inspire and empower you to love your life. So get ready for conversations filled with laughter, tears, and everything in between. Let's get connecting. Sid, floor's on you. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing really good. I think I'm feeling in a very connected space. You know, the conversation that I want to bring forward today on no longer being triggered by my family and and in family settings. I've had a few weeks now on processing this and kind of moving through this and understanding this for myself. So I feel really calm and centered and I'm excited to kind of share my experiences and and what I've moved through with, like you said, that, that fear of judgment. Yay. I love that. So why don't we go off and start with this, this question that I have for you is what made you become so aware of your fear of judgment within your family or even in general, just to start things off? Oh, what, what made me become aware Over the last couple of years in my healing journey, I've had a lot of time and space for myself, which I've learned is important being a a two five as my profile in human design. The two is that hermit. And so having that space for myself really gives me uh, a supportive energy of processing, right? Last week, you talked about how Verbal processing is something that's really important for you. For me, I've learned that internal processing, taking time for myself is really important for me. So over the last few years in my healing journey, I've been able to get a lot more comfortable in acknowledging my emotions and my thoughts and my fears and my worries. Now, in that time space, Whenever I was in a setting with family, whether that was my brothers or my parents or my cousins or my aunts and uncles, I immediately felt that fear of judgment because 
I'd changed internally, but I, I didn't know how they perceived me. And so that really pulled me back into old thought patterns and old emotions of not just fear of judgment of like self-judgment in, in how I've changed and my healing journey, but fear of judgment from them. You know, that's something that's really kind of controlled my experiences for a lot of my life. You talked about last week, the fear of not being enough, my fear of judgment comes from the fear of not being enough for others, which pushes me into that people-pleasing state. So I think that there's a couple different experiences that I've had over the last few years where I've noticed that fear of judgment. I've been very aware of that fear of judgment and that energy being prominent when I'm in family settings and I become really exhausted and overwhelmed because my mind is spinning on that hamster wheel of judgment in, you know, what do I say? Like, I don't want people to think I'm weird. So I was very cautious about talking about my spirituality. And I was also in a state where I was learning how important my spirituality was for me. So I felt like if I wasn't talking about it, then I wasn't being authentic. And so it was this battle of what if they think I'm weird or what do they, what if they judge me um, for sharing who I am? And then the thoughts of, well, maybe I shouldn't share who I am. I should just keep it to myself. But then that thought of, well, then I'm not being authentic. So it was a very exhausting time period over the last couple of years. Anytime I was in a family gathering, because my mind and my emotions were just spinning and spinning and spinning, feeling like I couldn't be authentic, feeling like they saw me as a past version of me, yet knowing I had really changed but then feeling like I hadn't changed because I was stuck in this hamster wheel of self-judgment. Oh, wow. I totally resonate with what you're saying, Sid. And it, it kind of brings me back to the conversation we had last week in terms of me also not feeling enough. And it's a little bit different because your fear was not being or feeling enough for other people. And it, it kind of ties in because I see it as you're now in a place like, so this is not old Sydney. This is now Sydney, but you're now in a place where you are giving more to yourself. You're giving a lot more intentionally and purposefully instead of your others. Whereas before old Sydney used to give everything to others. Like, I know, especially with our little conversation we had before we hit that record button, you know, you, you were in a place where you felt like you had to help, you had to give, you had to give those answers when in reality, now, Sydney wants other people to come up with those answers for themselves because you're giving the answers to yourself. So it's it's like you're changing how you're giving to others, which might all to me make sense why you weren't feeling like you're giving enough for others or being enough for others because you're changing the way of how you're giving. I don't know if am I seeing things how you're feeling you know, or. Yeah, I think I think that that's right. And I think that that really kind of explains a lot of, you know, the first I don't want to say the first decade of my life, but maybe like the second decade of my like from like 13 to 25. I think that that really explains a lot of my energy. But I think also my fear of judgment and not being enough for other people, it really was this this thought process of I need to be who they want me to be. 
So my people pleasing of giving was not giving because it was like, I, I want to give and I want to be kind and I want to be compassionate and I want to focus on them. It was really, I want to focus on them because they need me to be a specific person. So I need to show up as that person. So they're happy. And it's interesting because I didn't know if I was going to share this or not, because it, it really is vulnerable. Um, but I had this, this memory pop up into my mind yesterday when I was preparing my notes for sharing this topic. And actually it popped up when I went on a dog walk, um, as I'm dog sitting after I had prepared my notes. And it's this memory of when I was at camp as, I don't know, maybe I was like 15, my brothers who are both older than me made a joke um, that they were disowning me. And it was because like, we were having like water chugging contests, which like they were older. So they obviously like were at a stage where, where they drank alcohol and, but we were at camp. So like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's not so like the water chugging contest was like, obviously a joke for all the staff members and I couldn't chug water. And so my brothers were obviously making a joke that they were disowning me. And even though now I can look back and see that it was a joke and they did not say it with the intention of hurting me. They said it very much from an intention of, of, of a joke. Like we're joking around. I took it so much to heart and it really kind of shaped the way that I continued to show up in my family relationships and trying to be that best little sister that I could be. And it's interesting because I can feel the emotion coming forward right now because I can very much see that past version of me and how, and how she just didn't feel safe in being who she was. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've healed through. And this is something that I've, you know, like the entire conversation today is how I'm no longer triggered in that space, but I can see how I carried a lot of pain in feeling like I wasn't who they wanted me to be. And so that's where my self-judgment was rooted in was as a people pleaser how can I show up for my family and be the best daughter and be the best cousin and be the best niece and be the best sister that I can be? And I thought that that was by being who they needed me to be. Mm -hmm. And that's where my wound was really rooted in. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that, Sid, because that is definitely very vulnerable. So I commend you for for being in that open and willing space to share that vulnerability. So thank you. In regards of that, that feeling that you had felt, would you almost say that the need to have to change or just be different um, in order, like in how you acted around them, did you feel that the validation only came when you acted differently, like to be accepting of them? Back then, like I, I didn't realize that that's what was happening. I didn't, I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing and how I was behaving. So I wasn't aware that I was searching for validation from them. Um, I think looking back on it, I can see now that 
it wasn't needing validation for like looking back at my people pleasing and giving and, and, you know, doing what they needed me to do or wanted me to do. It wasn't validation for action that I was desiring. It was validation for being, for who I was, that I was needing. I was needing approval for who I was, not how I was behaving or what I was doing or like, I didn't want someone to, and this ties back to, I think, growing up in a society where uh, you're constantly told you're a good girl for all that you do. Mm. Like, and I don't remember when I was a baby, but I can see people now, you know, if their child is eating something and that child is like two, the parents are like, you're such a good girl, good girl. Right. And so that's not getting validated on what you're doing, even though that's the intention behind it, what you're taking on is the validation for who you are. And so for me, I think it was that desire to be validated for who I was, which in my healing journey, I learned I was desiring validation and approval for who I was, yet I wasn't actually who I was. I wasn't being my true authentic self. I was being who I thought people wanted me to be. And so in that space, I was judging myself. I was judging my true authentic self because I believed I wasn't good enough as my authentic self, which made me then try to create a persona of myself in being who I thought they wanted me to be. So once I learned that really my fear of judgment kind of became a space where I was judging myself, I had to learn that it wasn't a need to be the good girl. I needed to learn to validate myself because it doesn't matter what other people think of me if I don't love and accept myself. And I think that's where the shift really occurred for me. Well, absolutely. Like it's, it's now all coming from, from self. It's all coming from you rather than the need to seek externally, which has obviously been the, the main theme so far in our chats recently, right? Talking about our external world being a reflection of our internal world or even vice versa. So I think it's super important to be able to differentiate that and also being comfortable in who we are versus what we do. It's two different things. And like you've created that awareness in the sense of being, I think is very important for, for a lot of us. So then how would you say right now that you support yourself on the daily? How do you find that that's different in terms of how you support yourself? Maybe just, before a big family gathering, for example? I don't think that there's a huge change in how I support myself before. I guess guess there is a little bit. I think before any situation that I go into, whether I'm going to be spending time with family or I'm going to be hopping on a call with a client or I'm going to be hanging out with friends, before anything that involves other people, I always take time to like ground myself, to get rooted into my spirit and to put up a protective shield, a protective energy. Um, that's not to say that like, I don't want to feel other people's energy, but it is a, a space for me to get really connected to my true authentic self, to my spirit, to feel calm in that space and centered, kind of like I said at the beginning of this episode, and uh, to not take on anybody else's energy that may be harsh. And I think in that process, what I'm doing is I'm affirming who I am and remembering who I am so I don't become triggered in 
shifting into old thought patterns. And then I think the real change is like, so that's, you know, what I do differently in, in showing up beforehand. But I think the real change is when I'm in that moment, when I'm in a family setting and surrounded by family. And so in the past few years, I was saying that cycle of thoughts of, of self-judgment and what I do differently now in the moment is I remember that their perception of me doesn't matter. So whether they see me as changed or not doesn't matter because what matters is how I feel. And so once I finally let go of that pressure, I also let go of that thought pattern. So now when I'm in a family gathering, it's not about thinking about how other people see me. Instead, it's about being present, which is how I've changed. And it's not about needing people to know that I'm spiritual, because if they're not into it, they're not going to have those kind. they're not going to want to have those kinds of conversations. And I'm not going to force it. Like, I don't want to talk about spirituality with someone who's not interested in it, because that's not fun, right? No. <laughs> Instead, I'm very present. And, you know, I really noticed the change when uh, I was at my brother's wedding a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was a lot of family time. And through all of it, I didn't feel the need to spark up in conversation all the time. I felt this desire to breathe deeply and to acknowledge my surroundings, especially when I was outside, you know, taking a moment and acknowledging Mother Earth and feeling appreciation and gratitude for the campfire that we were having as we were all sitting around it, having fun conversation and sitting there and appreciating my brothers for who they are, not for how I always perceived them because when I was younger, I put them on a pedestal. Mm. So instead now seeing them as they share themselves and as, as they share their lives and especially my brother and my sister-in-law in sharing their love and that experience. And so the way that I've changed and how I've been able to shift away kind of from that fear of judgment was really getting present in myself and getting present in the moment and not being so focused on how other people were perceiving me, but instead getting really focused on how I was experiencing that moment. And that's really allowed me to walk away from a family gathering, no longer feeling exhausted, but instead feeling connected and feeling that sense of true love amongst all of us. I love that. It's it really put or tied everything together because I know earlier we talked about your human design and the hermit, you know, that part two is needing time to process, especially being on your own. So it's now like you've completely switched the, the way you do things to become more proactive versus reactive, right? Because when you're reactive, it's when you're not aware things happen to you. And then, you know, you start, rolling down the anxiety ball train or you blow up at somebody, whatever way we respond, but it's, it's taken the time. You've now taken the time to ground yourself before an event because you know, you need that time to process, but you're also saying that now you've recognized what to do in the moment. So while you're physically there rather than beforehand, and instead of you focusing on how people are perceiving you, you're now focusing on how you feel because you're realizing that the importance of how you feel 
hundred percent, if not a thousand and seven hundred million percent overweigh how other people perceive you because it doesn't it doesn't matter. As you said, at the end of the day, it's a matter of how you feel. And if you're not feeling that sense of peace or of love and that unconditionality behind it all, then yeah, you're gonna be more in that reactive state, but you're not anymore because you've you've given yourself that. So my question to you then is before we completely wrap up this conversation today, is there anything else that you'd like to share or any minute or sorry, any last minute words of advice for you or our listeners that they can also carry forward in their life with this newfound information that you've just shared with us? Yes, I think really the the takeaway, the message from my experience that I hope I continue to remember moving forward. And, and I hope if anything, I think everyone takes what resonates with them. And so I hope that this resonates with people and it, and it really helps people to connect the dots is this idea of needing approval and checking in with yourself and asking yourself, you know, am I doing this to seek approval from somebody else? Because as I was saying through my healing journey, family gatherings ended up being really triggering for me because I knew that I had changed but I wondered if anyone else noticed. And in that, I was seeking their approval for my changes. Whereas now I've learned to give myself that approval because like I said, it's not that it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks of me. What matters is how I feel in my experience. And when I tap into, did that feel good or did that not feel good? I'm approving and validating myself in how I'm choosing to experience life. And so, like you said, that sense of being proactive, it comes down to what can I do to feel good? And I know through my journey that is presence, being present in the moment. That is creating real connection. So rather be, than being in my thoughts and being having surface level conversations, it's about being there with someone in that conversation, asking them about themselves and, and just creating true connection. And yeah, so that, that's, that's how I've grown. And that's how I'm no longer triggered in family gatherings is I'm not seeking approval from other people. I, I know who I am and I know how I'm choosing to live my life. And that makes me feel good. So it allows me to experience a beautiful family gathering rather than living in my head the whole time. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sid. And Thank you so much too for being vulnerable because I find it's the power of vulnerability. It really helps give all the other people that are well really listening to these conversations that, that external permission slip, or I should say internal, that internal permission slip, slip to be, to be whatever you need to be in order for you to feel good. Because it's, it's, it's never about the other person. It's always about ourselves. We just sometimes forget that. So I think that's a beautiful lesson that you had shared with us today um, in terms of what you've just moved through. So we will officially wrap things up then, if that's okay with you, Sid. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. This is just a reminder, again, 
like I get really emotional when I share things and it's not that I'm still carrying those emotions. It's just, I'm sensitive. And so that's how it comes through. So there's just, there's nothing but love that I carry. There's no sense of judgment or criticism towards anybody in my family. I think I really carry this sense of love and true connection and pride of who I am and who each of my individual family members are. So of course, and also to remind yourself, there's that self-judgment. It's not for your family, but it's also not there for you. And I think right. that's something that w- us people, like I know I have that that judgment towards myself sometimes. It's just important to to remind ourselves of that. Beautiful. Before I officially close the conversation today, I want to give you guys a little bit of a teaser in terms of what to expect next week for episode 121. It's because it's going to be my expertise coming at you and it's going to be coming in hot. So if you guys are listening to this and you are somebody that struggles with your weight, whether it's constant weight loss or weight gain, or even if you are a yo-yo dieter going from one diet to another and you're not seeing any sustainable progress, keyword sustainable, on whether it's your weight loss journey or your weight gaining journey You're really going to want to tune in to next week's episode because I'm going to be diving deep into all of that. And how I'm going to be diving in is explaining the love behind macros, why it's important, what macros even are, and how we can create sustainability moving forward in our lives. So this is going to be hot. Don't forget to tune in next week. Episodes are always dropped every single Monday at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So from now until next week, we're going to love you and leave you and have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Bye, everyone. Bye.